Today, how you can make, on average, an extra couple thousand dollars a month. I know it sounds like a scam, but it's not. It's a good, honest way to make some extra side money. This is the 7 Figures Podcast. Smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. Seven Figures is sponsored by Family First Credit Union. When it comes to financial education, earning and learning go hand in hand. And Family First is here to help you and the greater Rochester community with both. Thank you for joining the conversation, being part of our community, financially confident women. Hey, I'm not ashamed to say it, and you shouldn't be either. We like money. We like making money. And nowadays, there's so many opportunities out there to make some extra side money. And this one side business in particular, some people say they do bring in a couple thousand dollars a month. And it takes minimal effort. It doesn't pull you away from the family too much. What is it? What are we talking about? Our guest today, Chris Saliri, joins the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Little cars for big boys. Yes. (laughs) That's the website, but really it drives everybody to eBay. Correct. You make so much stinking money on eBay. I'd like to make more. But it gets harder and harder to find product to be able to make money on. Because okay. more and more people seem to be into the business of finding things that people want, buying it for cheap, and selling it for more. Okay. So, see, this is what I want to talk to you about. This is what you're going to teach us today, how to cut through all of that. But sure. do it in a good, honest way. I sure. don't like the people who are, you know, going to the shelves, the store shelves, wiping them clean and then selling them for a profit. Yeah. That's not how you roll either. No, or the people that are, you know, wait for um, Hot Wheels, special edition Hot Wheels to come out. They've got a contact that works in Walmart. And when the case comes in, they grab it out of the case and put it aside for them. That's not how to do business. No. Okay. That's not what we're doing. Okay. Um, First, now I I do want to make mention, though, that I'm a big shopping IRL girl in real life. I like to support the local malls here, the Rochester malls. But when it comes to making money in a good, honest way, like we're talking about, and selling those niche items, if eBay is going to help us make extra cash, I am listening. We are all listening. So first, what is it that you sell, and how many years have you been doing this, Chris? So I've always been a big car fan, big car fan. And growing up, I was the kid that played with his Matchbox and Hot Wheels cars in the dirt outside, made dirt roads. And was, you know, since I was two, uh-huh. had parents, my parents and grandparents buying me little Hot Wheels cars. So I always loved cars. So I, about 10 years ago, I, um, well, let me go f- back further. Okay. I had started in my own eBay. I got on eBay in 1998. So I was like there right when eBay started. And I did it because I, 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 I'm always looking for a way to make some extra money. And at the Aren't time, all? that's right. And again, we should not be ashamed of that. No. Okay. So it was like, the, I looked at it as a garage sale across the United States and internationally, right? Because that's what it is. You're essentially putting things for sale to the whole world. Yeah. Right? Because it does sell internationally. So I dabbled and put a few things up here and there. And every now and then I'd make some money. And then about 10 years ago, my aunt had inherited a large uh, movie collection from movie posters from the 30s and 40s and movie memorabilia. And she had me sell some things on eBay for her. And a couple of the posters that she had me sell fetched like $3,000. Are you serious? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I had we Neither of us had an idea of what they were. We put them up, let them go for auction, and we saw it climb and climb and climb, and we're completely shocked. 
See, these are the stories you hear about, right? Right, right. Somebody goes to the Salvation Army and picks up an item, and it's worth so much. Yeah, she okay. thought she was. She thought she was left, you know, a couple hundred dollars of stuff, and we ended up making thousands for her. Wow. So that got me thinking that boy, I, I love cars, and you know, about two years later, my stepdaughter and I went to a garage sale, and I saw a bunch of these one eighteen scale, about foot long, twelve inch long cars, in this guy's driveway, and there was twenty of them. And he's and I said, uh, you know, how much are these? And he's like, well, I'll sell you all of them for a hundred bucks. And I thought to myself, these cars have to be worth more than five dollars a piece. So not really knowing much about it, I bought them. We took them home, we took pictures, we put them up on eBay, and that hundred dollars we turned into four hundred. Oh my so gosh! So we were like, and you wow, had no idea, no clue. You weren't like, expecting to. <gasps> not at all. And I and we said, wow, this is neat. This is something I love. I like cars. I got to actually get them into hands of people who like them as much as me or more. Uh-huh. And we made some money doing this, you know, minus the eBay fees, which they take their 10 to 15%. You know, we still netted a couple hundred dollars plus $250. And we're like, wow, wow. this is great. So then I started looking on Craigslist because that was sort of the dawn of Craigslist back then about 10 years ago. And people would have collections of cars up um, and say, you know, selling a collection of die cast. So I think at the time I was a little ahead of the curve and I would see, you know, people that were selling their maybe their grandfather passed or their dad passed or they inherited a collection. They didn't know what to do with it, which happens a lot with these car- types of cars. And I would buy them. And then we started make doing the same type of thing and buying, you know, spending four or $500 and making a couple thousand dollars at the end of the day. And it just started snowballing and snowballing. And my wife and I were like, wow, this is kind of cool. And we started paying for extra little vacations. And just throwing money in the right. air. Woo! Cool. Well, it, you know, ultimately, you know, we all want to make more at our yeah. real jobs, but you know, this was a nice supplement sure. to Absolutely. take us on vacations. Our kids were getting closer to college days to help pay for school, and we started, you know, looking at this as like, wow, this is this is really a good way to make money. So, would you suggest or would you recommend if somebody is interested? And again, we don't want this to be too time consuming to take our eye off the ball of you know our main focus, our main job, and the kids and everything else that's going on in life. Um, So would you say it's easier to find that one niche collectible item and just search that out? Or is it, hey, just go to, you know, Salvation Army, Goodwill, whatever, buy a bunch of clothes and throw them up? I think if everyone watches American Pickers now, or at least has seen it, they specialize in certain things, if you've noticed, but they'll buy just about anything old. I think, personally, I would rather know a lot about a few little things Mm. than know um, very little about everything. And it lets me specialize in the little types of cars. And it's not just little die-cast cars that I do. It's model kits, slot cars, old vintage toys, things like that that I liked from my childhood and that I've collected along the way. So I think the best way to start is to become an expert or so-called expert on something Okay. And it allows you to find better deals for that because how do you really know what you're looking at online on Craigslist or wherever yeah. it might be if it's a good deal to buy or not? Or when you go to a garage sale, right? You, we've all heard the stories of going to a garage sale and somebody finds a 1951 Mickey Mantle card that was sitting in these people's attics and it ends up being worth $50,000. That still happens these days. It just doesn't happen as often because more people have become experts in certain categories like sports cards or toys or memorabilia. Yeah. So I think the best way is if you have an interest in something, then take that interest, learn more about what things sell for in that interest or in that category, and start looking. 
you would be surprised, maybe you wouldn't be, but you'd be amazed and surprised at what you saw people selling on Craigslist. That is, the, I mean, everybody can go there and sell for free. Everybody can buy for free. Um, so, I mean, that's a great place to find people that are selling things. And most people today will go there before they would go to a newspaper want ad or something like that to sell whatever they have. Now, I do like how you said find something you're passionate about because then it doesn't turn into a side job. It turns into just a side hobby. It's fun. And you got the kids involved, right? Your stepdaughter was mm-hmm. involved. And this almost can be a family thing that you guys do together. Why not? Right? It is. And it turned into that. It's funny. Um, Jade is now a sophomore in uh, at college, but she grew up in the last eight years going to, we do a few toy shows also. We got to know the people that do that. And a friend of mine has an auction company. So we, he started getting us to do a few toy shows where it was a good place to move some things besides eBay. Uh-huh. And she would come to all those with me and got to the point where everybody knew her instead of me. Oh, you know, because she'd be helping and selling and setting up at the table. Yeah. So it really became sort of a family, a family thing. And to your point about doing something that you like and making money, you know, we always joke and I know your husband is always jealous of the sports athletes that get to do what they love and they make a lot of money because of it. Well, this is why I think when you find something, a passion here that you like and you can make some money, it even makes it more enjoyable. Okay, so now I want to get to the psychology because you always do say that there's a psychology behind how to put something up for sale, you know, the buyer psychology. And I want you to hold our hand a little bit and talk us through some of these steps. Um, But first, Seven Figures is sponsored by Family First Credit Union, a helpful, educated team in our community that enjoys helping you live a financially healthy life. Chris Soleri is here teaching us how to make money selling on eBay. He's been very successful at it for the past, would you say, 12 years? 10 to 12. 10 to 12 Mm -hmm. years. And um, now it is a lot different of a world than it was when you first started selling on eBay. Much. It almost, like you said, it's a bit saturated. So is it still worth it? If we jumped in on it now, can we still bring in maybe a couple thousand dollars a month? I think that depending on the category... Uh, it's definitely more difficult to find things now than it was, let's say, five years ago even. And you're saying find things to sell. Find things that you can buy that you can turn into more money. Okay. Um, There's more and more people that have focused on the category I'm in, um, focused on other categories. I mean, now there's all kinds of – you could focus in on, um, you know, old baskets or old cigar boxes or whatever it might be, it seems like more people are doing that now. And I think part of it is the Amer- you know the shows like American Pickers mm. and um, Storage Wars, where they find things in the, in, that are worth money in these in these storage lockers. More and more people see this and go, "Hey, I never knew that was worth money," and that gets more people into it. So it's harder to be the one to find the hundred piece deal that you can buy for five hundred dollars and then piece out on eBay for you know for four or five times that. So I think there's more competition. And, and that's great, and it's healthy for everybody, but it just forces you to actually look more often to find things before the other person does, because someone's going to find it before you if you don't look. So, but don't have that deter you from doing yeah, this? I, I would not. I would not. And I'll give you a great example. I love the summer months here in Rochester because you can grot sell. And mm-hmm. I don't care if people think there's nothing out there you can find as a treasure. We, you know, my, my daughter and I, we go out in the summer on the weekends. And we'll hit garage sales in the area and kind of scout them out ahead of time because now there's apps you can use to tell where they are. Sure. Yeah. So we still find things that, you know, find like things for two or three dollars that, that end up being worth fifty or a hundred dollars. You know, last year alone, we went to a couple of garage sales. I remember one in particular. Um, 
the movie that was out over the summer that was the big hit, Black Panther. Ah, uh, yeah. I stumbled onto, we went to a garage sale, and I had gone back to the car, and my daughter says to me, hey, you should come look at this comic book. And it was a first edition, the first ever Black Panther comic book that was out for 50 cents at this garage sale in good shape. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything about it, but I'll buy it. And we put that on eBay and made $50 off it. Really? From a 50 cent investment at a garage sale. I feel like, because, you know, I jumped on the bandwagon too, the Marie Kondo bandwagon and did the purge, that you get to a point where you're like, I don't care. I don't care if it's worth anything. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm just going to get rid of it. Which so is what you're right. There's- it's why people that are looking to find some deals that you can make money on, it works because people might ask, how do you find things? Like, why do people get rid of things or sell things when they know they're worth more money? Mm-hmm. And there's really two easy answers to this. One, they don't want to be bothered with it and they just want it out of their house. Yeah. And they don't care if they get less than market value. It helps them. It's worth more to them to have it out of the house, like you're just saying, to purge the garage or purge the house or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is that people know how difficult some, it's, it's a lot of work to sell on eBay. Wait a minute. In the beginning, I said it's minimal effort. It won't pull you away from the family too much. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's minimal effort. But if you want to put up 50 items a week and not just a few items here, there's some time to, that it takes to do that, right? All right. So- there is probably in the beginning, right? Is Correct. it almost a turnkey operation with you at this point? You have your schedule, you have your system. Correct. Okay. It does. It becomes okay. turnkey after a while, but I mean, still, it's a lot. I mean, you you guys you guys have dabbled with it. You know that even five or ten items up, you're, you're yeah. taking some time at the beginning. Yeah. Once you yeah. get the system going, it it doesn't take quite as long. But that's the second reason that people want to do it is they know that they can make more, but they don't have the time to do it, and they'd rather get something than nothing. So it's great for people. Like like me or other people that are looking to buy things to to be able to piece it out on eBay and, or Craigslist or wherever it might be and make some extra money because you have to put the time in and people that you buy from generally know that that's why they'll sell it to you and not feel like okay. they're selling it for less they know it's going to take time to sell it but they also know that you have a system in place to to do that and they don't so how do you is there an app a website or somewhere we can go to really seek out the value of some of these items you know I always tell people. The best way to get an idea of what something is worth or valued at is to look at eBay sold items. Um, eBay sold items, and I I don't mean what people asked and the auction ended and it didn't sell. You can always tell because they're usually the the numbers in green when it sells. If in case people don't know when you look at sold items on eBay, okay. If you look and it's in black, that means it didn't sell, and that's what people asked, but they didn't sell it. Um, don't be fooled that if somebody asks one hundred twenty dollars for a an old uh, skillet frying pan from 1920 that it's really worth 120. It's really worth what people are willing to pay. So when you look at the sold items on eBay, you can get a good idea of what the market value is for any item, really. And it's easy to find if I were to just go on eBay. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, if you type in type in the category or type in the product, click sold items, and you can usually sort from highest to lowest in price if you want to. It'll show you exactly which ones actually sold and what they sold for, and that's what you should look at to gauge a value of something, not what people ask, because anyone can ask anything for anything, right? Yeah, true. Uh, it's really what they sell for. All right, now the psychology of posting things. What what have you noticed? I've noticed that you have to think, um, use keywords in your titles, use keywords in your descriptions, because generally when you search on eBay, you can search by keywords in your title or okay. keywords in your description. You can also go to categories and search too. But I try to make sure if I'm putting something on there, and I'll give you an example. Let's say that uh, there's a, I have a Buffalo Bills mini uh, pickup truck. Okay. 
Well, it's not just going on there. It might go under the category of die-cast toy, but I also would put Buffalo Bills in the title because not only would you have people looking for die-cast cars going to that category, but you would have Buffalo Bills fans who just type in Buffalo Bills now also see this die-cast car show up and not just memorabilia or clothing or whatever it might be. So whatever's in your title is is what... It's key, and they only give you a certain amount of characters in the title. I don't know exactly what that is, but you try to fit that in there as as best you can based on who you're trying to attract your item. Okay, and then there's auction, there's sell it now, there's... Or buy it now, buy it now. now. Mm -hmm. What do you... I go for auction almost all the time, and, and the reason I do is that I have a theory that if you buy a collection or buy items at the right price, you should just be allowed to let people fight over it and start it at 99 cents and let it go to where it goes. Um, And there's a psychology to this, right? So I've put many items on eBay and tried to get money for it. And one example is I I had a car recently that I paid a good amount of money for. I put it up there to sell for $100 because I didn't want to lose money on it. Well, it didn't sell because I put it as a buy it now. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to put it up for auction. Let's see what happens. The same car that didn't sell for a buy it now of 100 sold for 140 when oh. I put it as an auction. Oh. And that's because people saw it start at $5, started bidding and bidding and bidding. And you can rationalize spending over $100 when you don't see it's really, that's what they're asking. Mm-hmm. And you let people fight it out. The key to eBay, right, into any auction is if you have two people interested in the same item, you're bound to get it sold for more. Than less. It's egos competing. It is. It is. <laughs> so it's weird that you can put a buy it now on something and it won't sell, but then you put it for auction and it actually sells more than what it didn't sell for on the buy it now. Okay. It's a whole psychological thing about bidding and getting into the bidding and getting excited. You know, because auctions are exciting, even if they're online. You know, you hope you're going to win and you get into it sometimes and you pay a little bit more than what you wanted to, yeah. but you're happy because you want it. And okay, take us through posting almost. Almost like a mini crash course of do this first, second, third. So first we open up our eBay account. That's simple, right? Yep. Yep. And then what I would do is I try to take pictures of all my items I'm going to put up in a week first. Do you take your pictures in a consistent, what's the backdrop? What does it look like? I have a consistent backdrop um, that I've used for probably four years now. It's orange, if you can believe it. I try to be different so people would know when it's my auction. Uh, Uh, What's flattering is that probably about, there's a lot of other sellers that have copied my collar now. Because they know Ooh. I get good pricing for my stuff. Well, but that's okay. Imitation, Imitation is the best form of flattery. It is. It is. And that's okay because you people know who you are by your username anyway. So is that key as well to build up a almost a brand, a name for yourself? It is. And you know, eBay reports actually will tell you how many previous customers buy from you on a weekly basis. Oh, okay. And I have, of my stuff that sells every week, I have a 40% repeat buyer every week, which I think is pretty good. Yeah. So. Okay, because I see some of those items on eBay, and I think that looks like a creepy basement. <laughs> Is there any big mistakes that people make when either taking the picture or posting? Um, I mean, you want to be very descriptive. If you, A good picture helps you not have to describe something. Ah. So if there's a problem with an item, take many pictures of it. Don't hide it. Anything you hide when you put it on is only going to come back to haunt you when you, when you sell the item, ship it to the customer, and they say, I didn't know that this had a dent in it, or I didn't know that this was missing this. So I've always been of the mindset that I may get less money because I'm being honest about what the description is of something. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I write a good description, and I'm not perfect, so I miss things, but if my pictures can tell the story, and you take pictures from every angle, 
show show it as it really is, it will protect you in the long run. Because then you get a review, right? That's right. You get a good review, and then hopefully they post positive feedback for you, and that's the goal of this is to have somebody happy with your transaction. All right. So is that, I mean, what's the next step? Is it just open the account, just start posting open and the see account. where it goes? Yeah, post, put a few items up, see how they sell, get used to the shipping part of it. You know, I recommend, I think the, you know, shipping has gotten more expensive, obviously, especially mm-hmm. in the last few years. Um, but I, you know, it's, I think that priority mail is, is one of the things I use because they supply boxes for you for free. So if you can ship priority, you, you never have to invest a dime in boxes as long as you're in the sizes that they supply you. And they have a variety of sizes from the, from the USPS to be able to do that. Okay. Um, now what is the biggest amount of, I don't know if you're, if you're willing to share this with us, but um, just to entice us, to intrigue us, what is the biggest amount that you were like, holy crap, I spent this amount of money and it earned me this amount? So many years ago, almost six years ago now, I was in the bidding for a giant collection of old vintage um, dealer promotional cars and die casts from a gentleman in California whose brother had passed away and was a giant collector. Mm. The bids were, let's say, in excess of $20,000. And I won the bid and I was nervous, but I had reviewed the list, which was 5,000 plus items and was confident. You were nervous because what? Well, because my wife was was going to kill me if we put this (laughs) kind of, we've never spent this kind of money. (laughs) And if this didn't turn out to be something, then I was a dead man. But I was confident. I had had a month to review the list. I did analysis of every item on the 5,000 item list and knew that there was a lot of money to be made. So the analysis, you what individually went to websites and just kind of. I went to eBay like- piece by piece from what was on this list to see what the sell price was for every item okay. I was bidding on. Okay. And it, I came to the conclusion that I was going to make many times what I was going to put into this if it was what I thought it was, oh, and gosh. I was confident that it was. Okay. So we won the bid. I Woo-hoo! I literally <laughs> flew across country with uh, half cash and half cashier's check for this guy, which was incredible. My wife and I landed in San Diego, filled up a 18-foot box truck with this stuff, oh my God, and this drove. Unreal. We drove okay. from San Diego back to Rochester, and it was over Thanksgiving week. So we actually that night. This is the best story. We had Thanksgiving dinner at Sonic in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Yes, one of our memorable <laughs> Thanksgivings. So we got it home, and I would say that um, once we unpacked it, we knew that we had hit a gold mine. And it was the one deal I always pray that I get find another one like this. But let's just say that we made many times what we invested. Wow. It was it was the deal that kept on giving for years. Really? Yes. How many items again did 5, you? Five thousand plus. Five thousand. Oh was, my gosh. There was four hundred and fifty copier type size boxes, copier paper boxes of items that were put in this eighteen foot box truck. It was full, it was completely full. And we unloaded it and completely filled our garage when we got home. Okay. Even knowing the ending of that story and how profitable that uh, ended up being, I don't know, that's tough. It is, especially sight unseen. But I had confidence, and from talking with the gentleman that sold it, that he was accurate about his listing that he gave. Yeah. And if I wasn't confident, I wouldn't have okay. done it. So. But that's your proud moment. That was a proud moment. Once in a lifetime, and hopefully it'll happen twice in a lifetime someday, but I, I would, that's crazy money to invest. Um, but I did learn something from this is that 
if you if you can do this business and, and accumulate a war chest, which we did, it was the only reason we had that money available, mm-hmm. just from year, from a few years of selling and not just reinvesting the money into the business. Mm-hmm. When you can do that, a lot of people are eliminated from bidding on things like that, and that's where the real money is to be made. Is that if you can spend, you know, five and ten and fifteen thousand, which more, most people can't, you that's where the opportunities lie mm-hmm. uh, to really make a many times your money on if you find the right thing on eBay. And relationships. You've talked about You have to. Making uh, relationships with buyers, sellers. If I hadn't talked to this person over and over again in the month leading up to this, I I don't even though I was the highest bid, mm-hmm. um, I, I think I would have had less of a chance. But I got to know him and I understood what he was looking for and tried to make an educated bid out of it. You knew you could trust each other. Yes. You were both good for it. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Little cars for big boys if uh, if you're looking for a way to make some extra money. And there's no pressure. I mean, just throw some uh, items up there. Find your niche. Find what makes you happy. Make it a family thing. It and is. just have fun with it. And before you know it, you'll be sitting on this huge lot, driving on, <laughs> driving a big box truck. <laughs> you know, it is. The one thing I can tell you is it's whatever you want to put into it is what you can get out of it. If you just want to put up a few items and make $100 extra a week, you can do that. If you want to really get into it and put up 50 or 100 items a week and make a couple thousand dollars every week or every month, you can do that too. It's really what your time is. To your point, we all have jobs. We all have our lives. How much do you want to invest on the side to go find things that you can make extra money on? And then that'll determine, you know, where you want to go with it. Personally, we kept growing and working hard. You know, I, I won't I won't say that it's, it's it's easy, but you know, I put ten to fifteen hours in a week at home just to make sure I do this every week. So it's it's a lot of fun for me, and I like the thrill of the hunt to find the items, and then it's addicting. Isn't it is it? addicting. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Okay, littlecarsforbigboys.com. and then that right links right to your eBay Correct. account too, right? So if you know anybody who. Uh, who would love these cars. Yeah, they can take a look there and then get a hold of me right through uh, any of my eBay listings. If they have something to sell or are looking to buy, it's a great place to, to go to. Okay. If somebody wants to just pick your brain a little bit more, is it okay if we reach sure. out to you? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Chris Solari, thank you so much. Thank you. Actually, the more and more that I'm doing research on eBay, the more that I'm discovering a lot of women are using eBay as a tool, as an opportunity to bounce back financially after a divorce. Next week on the Seven Figures podcast, kind of sounds weird talking about divorce right after we just celebrated Valentine's Day. But next week on the podcast, we are going to have a real open, honest conversation about divorce. We are going to just lay it out there, the stuff that nobody really wants to talk about, but it's so important for you to know. That'll be next week. Have a fantastic weekend, and I will meet you right back here next Friday. Cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at Sandy at RochesterBuzz.com. New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Seven Figures podcast. Smart money strategies for women.